Hello and welcome to Behind Behind the Headlines with Mark Hyman with Ed Remington. In his recent commentary on improving the public schools, Mark Hyman uses a time-worn rhetorical technique. State something that everyone thinks is a good idea, in this case improving our schools, and then state, unproblematically, a series of things we should do to make this good thing a reality, as if these specific items are as self-evidently good as the goal itself. The idea is to color the specific proposals with the glossy sheen of the glittering generality we can all agree on. Of course, the devil, as they say, is in the details. Not that there are many details in Mr. Hyman's list of suggestions. Most of them are vague and murky, as one might expect in a commentary meant more as a political diatribe than a sincere effort to engage in a meaningful discussion of how to make our schools better. Some of Mr. Hyman's remarks actually border on being sensible, such as reducing numbers of administrators in favor of increasing the number of classroom teachers and encouraging physical fitness. Others are predictably partisan, such as his comments attacking teachers. For example, he mocks the notion of teachers getting a whole week for Teacher Appreciation Week. He also claims, without any explanation or evidence, that unionized teachers have no motivation to teach America's children. Making the bold statement that we should keep the best teachers, he suggests snidely that we should, quote, let the bad ones go work for the post office or the DMV. Frankly, if we could achieve the educational equivalent of allowing me to put a letter in my mailbox and have it show up halfway across the country in three days, our educational system would be in fine shape, in my opinion. But I digress. A number of Mr. Hyman's observations are, frankly, risible. According to him, one big problem is that schools are medicating boys so that they will act more like girls. Another is that our school system is rife with corruption because students are encouraged to buy gifts for their teachers. Again, there's no evidence given for this claim or even any rational explanation as to how giving teachers an apple is supposed to be rotting the core of our schools. By the way, Mr. Hyman says this practice is akin to employees being asked to give employers gifts. Note to Mr. Hyman, employees do give their employers gifts. It's called the margin of profit. If we want some actual concrete ideas as to how to improve our educational system, we'd probably be better off looking at the recent documentary film, The Finland Phenomenon, than listening to Mr. Hyman. Finland has transformed its education system over the past 30 to 40 years, going from mediocrity to being perhaps the best system in the world. Based on the Finnish experience, here are some steps that, while not self-evident, are, I think, worth considering. Number one, stop testing kids to death. In Finland, they have virtually no standardized testing, yet schools are almost uniformly excellent. High-stakes testing stresses out kids and teachers and is often counterproductive. Secondly, pay teachers more. As a percentage of GDP, teacher salaries in the U.S. rank lower than those nations with the best academic performance, including Finland. Next, build up the professional standards of teaching. In Finland, teachers all get master's degrees. Incentivize and subsidize educators to seek out higher degrees. Next, reward schools for student improvement, not student performance. Given the pre-existing inequality in our schools, using static benchmarks simply won't work. Next, allow teachers to actually teach. 
Currently, we ask teachers not only to teach their subject, but serve as security, coach sports, act as counselors and therapists, be disciplinarians, tutor outside of class, meet with parents, lead field trips, take tickets at sporting events, and on and on. All this while coming up with innovative lesson plans and giving individual instruction to their students. Next, sure, restore recess and physical, physical education where they've been cut, just as Mr. Hyman suggests, but do the same for the arts. These broaden the minds of students and have proven to improve academic performance in other areas. Next, don't shirk our collective responsibilities. Finland didn't go from lackluster education system to being the world's best by letting the market decide who deserved an education and how good it would be. They created a national plan to educate all of their citizens. Next, don't focus on low-level learning. Teach critical thinking instead. In Finland, the focus of their education system has not been on memorization of facts, but on creative and inventive thinking skills that can be applied throughout life and in any career. These don't lend themselves to assessment on standardized tests, but they do lend themselves to thoughtful, creative, productive, and intelligent citizens. Next, fund schools equally. In the U.S., academic performance in schools is tied closely to the economic status of the students in those schools. The education system as we have it and the way it's funded is constructed so as to perpetuate class divisions. In Finland, greater economic equality leads to greater academic consistency. If we really believe the U.S. should be a meritocracy, where the best and the brightest rise to the top, we shouldn't rig the system so that a percentage of our most promising kids aren't given an equal chance to have these gifts fostered. Next, don't let corporations and their lobbyists dictate educational policy. When it comes to education, much of the debate in Washington is based on the interests of huge corporations whose interests are not necessarily to have the most thoughtful and intelligent employees, but rather to have the ones most likely to perform specific tasks that help them maximize profit. Lastly, don't demonize teachers. In Finland, teaching is literally the most respected profession in the country. Belittling teachers, as folks like Hyman do, makes bright young people far less likely to go into teaching. This last point, I think, is the most salient. Those who deride the entire profession of teaching and know nothing of what teaching involves have little ethos when it comes to dispensing wisdom on how we should change our educational system. It's kind of like having a vegan commenting on how to cook a better beef brisket. It just doesn't make sense. And that's Behind Behind the Headlines with Mark Hyman with Ted Remington. And here's Eric Clapton to play us out.